Welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors, where we get personal with chiropractic leaders, mentors, and influential entrepreneurs. And when I say personal, I mean really personal, so personal that the things that they're going to open up in here, they haven't shared anywhere else. Man, today I had Dr. Lauren Brunklick. She runs three clinics, massively successful podcasts, and now she's got an Airbnb going on and she's a kick-ass mom. This episode is by far, and if you know Lauren, you know what I'm talking about, by far the most entertaining and funniest episode so far. And wait until you hear her story about the song Saving Grace and what that has to do with funerals. I know, it, it is hilarious. Lauren is the essence of hard work, a lot of self-awareness, and most importantly, fun. She's also very real. She was um, such a good reminder today about how much fun you can have while being super serious about building an empire. It reminds me of a training that I did inside of Elevate Club on scheduling joy in your day. Uh, Because sometimes you got to get practical with things such as joy. Because I know from personal experience, I used to quote unquote hustle and work hard and build businesses, but I also burnt out. It wasn't until I prioritized joy, ease, and fun that I was able to build businesses that finally allowed me to actually live my life. And side note, those businesses now are doing so much, 10 times better than when I was quote unquote working hard to build businesses. And now I get to teach those success principles inside of Elevate Club. So if this speaks to you, you may want to check it out. This, the link is in here somewhere, I'm sure, but it is www.elevate.me. And Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. And that is dot me. Um, As always, enjoy this episode with Lauren. You're going to laugh your ass off. And be sure to subscribe, share, like, comment, all of those things. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors. And I am super excited because today I've got Dr. Lauren Brunklick, and she is my girl crush. I have uh, started our relationship started with me stalking her on Instagram, and then I was on her podcast, which is like probably the best chiropractic, not probably, it is the best chiropractic podcast that's out there. And, um, and yeah, so it's been really fun and I'm super excited to get to know her a little bit more on a personal level. Uh, Lauren has spent the last 11 years of her career building a massive pediatric cash practice in Wisconsin. And I think now you have two, right? Three Three practices. Yes. Mm -hmm. This must be an old bio. Um, She is, of course, obsessed with efficiency and clinical systems and procedures, as any successful chiropractor is. But she also loves coming up with innovative ideas on how to bring the chiropractic message of true wellness to her community. In her free time, she created the podcast called She Slays the Day Podcast, which has over 200,000 downloads. Is that accurate? 
Mm-hmm. It's probably two ten yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> but like, well, that's <laughs> doubled by now. <laughs> and uh, this podcast, uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. This podcast is uh, specifically for chiropractors looking to grow their pediatric practice and uh, become a better human along the way. And I got to tell you, it's witty and it's funny and it's entertaining. It's just so cool. I listen to it all the time. Uh, You'll learn a lot and hopefully laugh, definitely will laugh while listening to it. She has a deep love for her um, husband and two daughters, but um, she might be a little too much of a workaholic or missing a few mom genes, which I probably disagree or disagree with with that, but also agree that I also don't have that. And (laughs) she's working on it. Well, welcome. I'm glad to be here in my car. (laughs) In your car, you made it. As long as you have Wi-Fi, we can make this happen. Yep, absolutely. Make it look good. Awesome. So um, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so so excited to have you. And um, one of the first things I want to ask you is what, like you have created this massive, like, first of all, you've got multiple practices, you've got multiple associates, you obviously run these like a machine. Yeah, I know you say you, you're missing the mom gene, but you're an incredible mom to your girls. Um, you've got your household, you do investments, you're an entrepreneur, you're a chiropractic leader. Now, looking back at the four-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old Lauren, what were, like, what happened? How did you become this way? Like, who were you back then? And what were the things that shaped your life to this? You know, okay, that's, I'm really glad that I have an answer to that for you because, or I'm glad that something popped into my head because I've never really thought about it that much, but there have been things like I've been interviewed a couple times over the last year and I've started to realize like, so there's kind of two things that really happen. So when I, I grew up with mom and dad, happy family, we lived like 10 minutes from Disneyland. We had a sailboat. We lived in a very wealth, like we were very affluent Wait, um, Disneyland down here in Orange County? Yeah. yeah. No, Dana I was born in Mission Viejo Hospital. Oh. No. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh-huh. my, that's my hood. Like, I'm in Fort Beach right now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. We're named. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, date shakes and all, right? So, like, yeah. um, we, everything was great um, in my mind. In my, you know, I'm a child. I got to go to Disneyland on a Wednesday just because we had season passes. Um, and then my parents went through a divorce and I was six. And what this meant is that my mom, you know, obviously there was like time up until the divorce where they were very unhappy and would fight. And from the time, you know, like as far as I remember, like five years old, I would try and help my mom. I would try and solve her problems, make her happy. And, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't being a bad mom, but she wasn't, you know, I I felt validated by helping her. And then they got divorced. Uh, My mom's, my mom and I moved out and our financial situation changed drastically. Um, And, you know, just basically fast forward over the next 10 years, we, my mom and I were buddies, like we had a great relationship, but we were not 
well-to-do at all. Um, I remember I got my first job and I was very motivated because I was going to buy my own American Eagle sweatshirt. Like, boom, I'm going to be able to buy my own stuff. You um, were like a step after Gap though. You already had the Gap stuff. You're like American. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I could not afford Gap. Um, so, or, or Abercrombie, that was still out or, of my price. No, Abercrombie sure. was like next level. Yeah. So, you know, I really started to work and started to get a taste of like what my money could do for me mm-hmm. and got all the time while I was like having these shaping years, really continuing to like being the person solving my friends' problems. Mm-hmm. And like, I got, my ego got validation after, after um, for being helpful. Yeah. That's like my wing too, is like, ah, oh, I solved your problem. Now I feel important in your life. And so between that aspect and then realizing that like making money is a lot more comfortable than not, um, we kind of got to this entrepreneurial place of helping people and, you know, whether it's other chiropractors through the podcast or if it's humans patients in my clinic and just realizing like, I really liked working and helping people, but then I liked the money aspect that came along with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, that's interesting. So we, we have some similarities there where it was like, when I moved to the States, we just automatically became poor. Like in that that flight over, <laughs> like, what happened? What happened? We were like middle class back in Iran, and then on like a flight later, I don't know if it was like twenty hours later, we're like, oh shit, we're poor now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely uh, an interesting era, and I tapped into like, okay, having my own job, and then my entrepreneurial journey started. So you started to to get a job. And then was there a point where you were like, had entrepreneurial tendencies or how did that, or wasn't that, or did that happen after you became a chiropractor? That happened after I became a chiropractor. Okay. Um, I married, you know, like I married a marketing and finance degree. Um, yeah, I know I was very strategic move there. Um, but I, no, I didn't plan. Like I never thought about associating, like I always, but that was more from like, I knew my personality type mm-hmm. wouldn't like having a boss. Like I didn't want to have, and it was very opinionated yeah. and that I didn't want to deal with somebody else telling me what to do in chiropractic. So, I mean, if we look at like the broad, like, or like the roots of what is an entrepreneur and what to like, you know, the personality traits, like that's probably one of them of like, I'm going to do things my way and I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Um, but I don't remember being like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. And it's typically like that too, right? Like you, you have these seeds that get planted, but then ultimately you're in a situation where all of those seeds are like, all right, it's time. It's go time. Let's go. Yeah. I like moving very fast too. So not only do I like being focused on what I want to focus on. I want my vision, my, like what I want to do. I also want it to move at my pace. Which is fast. Which is fast. fast. Your poor husband. (laughs) He's like running behind you. (laughs) The irony of like why I'm in a car recording this is like, oh, why? Oh, we bought a lake home. Oh, was that in the works for a while? No, about six weeks ago. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I saw you. You were like, we're thi- I saw you just 
I don't even think it was six weeks ago. It was like four weeks ago. You were like, <laughs> we're, we're thinking about buying a lake house. And then Instagram's like, oh no, Lauren bought a lake house and is painting yeah. it now. And I was like, yeah. oh, that was yeah. done July 1st and hoping to have it on Airbnb, like a huge flip in on July 18th, like three weeks. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. No big deal. That's funny. So, um, obviously anyone who's listened to your podcast, they know how funny you are. I'm curious what your, your story is going to be. What is something funny, uh, that like your family says about you, like a funny story or something funny about oh, your childhood that has happened? Okay. Well, this one's coming to mind. So this is, um, so I am 30. Five now, I'll be 36 in September. And about three years ago, yeah, it was so I'm like mid 30s, late early to mid 30s. And my husband and I are at a funeral, and like it it wasn't a funeral for somebody I knew very well, like sad, but like it wasn't like I was a devastated. And they're playing Amazing Grace, like they do at funerals, yeah. And I turn to my husband and I go, Amazing grace is about God's grace for us. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I thought it was about a person named Grace. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting in the pews at a funeral. And he's like, are you serious? Like, you're not trying not to bust up laughing. And I'm like, amazing grace. How sweet. Hold on. Let me clarify did you think <laughs> just so just so we're all on the same page? Did you think that there's a person named Grace? There's Grace amazing. that they wrote a song about, like Mother Teresa. Like if you were gonna write a song, Amazing you- Teresa, how sweet she was. She and- saved wreck a bunch of wrecks in India. <laughs> so so did you have any idea who Grace? is or she was lived a long time ago she's dead long dead that's why they play it at funerals is because grace died and she was great and then this person who died was also great and uh uh-huh now every time so then like a year ago almost it was like actually the um anniversary was just a few days ago one of my best friends in chiropractic passed away suddenly Mm. of of a heart attack and we're at her funeral this time i am devastated They start playing Amazing Grace, and I just turn to my husband and start chuckling. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. is too funny. I feel like there should be a reel or something. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know, I know. This, I know. You know this is going to be the teaser for the pot for this episode, right? Like it's how good. Grace was this amazing person, and great. They should write a song about her. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny all right well let's um shift gears for a second what uh what is your what's your day like people want to know what does lauren do like in a day in the life of lauren start with your morning routine if you have one and run me through a typical anything that's like a routine like that you do okay so i i mean i just so i (laughs) i i have a really good answer to that i have a good explanation Okay. I'm not really good at routines. Now I just interviewed someone on our podcast who is a coach for female entrepreneurs with ADHD. And I learned that this is a thing of people with ADHD that they really struggle with 
like mm-hmm. having a morning routine because they seek a lot of novelty. Mm-hmm. So I would say my routine is wake up, drink coffee. Like we're talking probably a massive amount of coffee. Oh. Um, I will check my email. Wait, how I, do you drink your coffee? Well, usually just black. Just black. Okay. Just black coffee. Yeah. I've been on so many. I intermittent fast for the most part. Um, which is kind of an unintentional hot mess thing of like, well, I don't really like eating until noon or one. Cause I'm so busy doing random stuff that I'm like, well, I might as well not, I might as well call it intermittent fasting. And I've so many done so many detoxes over time where they're like, the only way you can have coffee is if it's black. And I'm like, all right. So I've learned to totally be fine with black coffee. Okay. So use black coffee in the summer. I'll do iced. Um, but and then I will just kind of get caught up like mentally because like there's so much stuff with she slays that happens on social media. Mm-hmm. And then like, I like to, when I, by the time I go to work to be like done. So I kind of do like, I kind of go right into working, um, mm-hmm. which is a justification for, I go on Instagram, I check my DMS, I check and see how, if I posted a reel, how it's performing, um, I will do market research on what trending audios are happening, meaning I look at reels for probably three to five minutes, Um, you know, go through my inbox and then I will typically get ready, go to work. And then on my lunch hour is really where I like to work out. Like I, I just, I don't like working out in the morning. I don't like working out afternoon. So like midday, I'll come home. I only live like two minutes from my office and I'll get a workout in and then go back to work after work is, you know, dinner and family. So it's really kind of a boring routine. There are a couple days a week where I am not working until the afternoon. And then I might record a podcast in the morning, make some content, things like that. Okay. I like that you said you go on social media first thing in the morning. Well, after you drink your coffee. Right. Well, it's simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm all simultaneously. I had a guest on the show, um, Travis Corcoran. Do you know I'm, him? He's His episode's coming out or maybe it's already released. I don't know. But he was like the first person who was like, I was like, what's your morning routine? He was like, first thing I do... <laughs> I go on social media. I was like, yes. (laughs) We're honest. Well, at least we're honest. So his idea was, which I I mean, in your case, you're also using it as work, but his idea is like, let me just get this shit out of the way and just get on social media, do my responses and like things Mm -hmm. and comment. And then I'm done. And then I can actually get to my routine. So, Hey, nothing wrong with getting on social media first thing in the morning. I mean, it's not ideal, you know, and sometimes I will do, I do try and meditate. Um, I would say it happens maybe twice a week, but it kind of just depends on like, if I get to a point in my work or like where I still have time before I need to start getting ready to work and I'm done, then I'll be like, I have to meditate. Um, but half the time I have a laundry list of like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I just get going with my day. Get into the to-do list. I kind of start working right away. And start working right away. Yeah, I get it. It's like, let me, let me get into this and, and feel accomplished and get all this stuff off of my list. Um, now, what, what, what is a time in your life, Lauren, that you have, like, what's the darkest, loneliest, most struggling time of your life? 
Oh my God. I would say just last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so about, so in 2020, in June, May of 2020, one of my associates let me know that like her and her husband were moving to New Jersey. He had gotten a great job with UPS. I was super happy for them, but this meant that like we were going from three docs down to two, but like we were going through some shit with the epidemic, like your pandemic, whatever, you know, people were, numbers were not like awesome or, and there was just so much constant change that I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll be in work. Cause I was only working like half time at that. Yeah. So I came full time. Me coming full time grew the business more than it had in a few years because, you know, yeah. I'm the most devoted to growing it. Yeah. Um, and so we're posting for a position where I'm like, I think just with the podcast, the right person's going to come. I just trust. I just trust. And so it's like out there for almost an entire year hmm. before, well, June until February felt like a long time. And like, we're really rocking and rolling with, with things. Um, like there's a lot going on and I had gotten some interest, but nobody seemed great. And I got someone and I was like, okay, I think they will be good. Basically I hired a great person, but the wrong person for the clinic. Mm. And I didn't realize that until they had actually moved and started. And so there's this, this time period of like three months where I'm trying to make it work, you know, just being like, it's, it's going to work. It's going to work the whole time. The, our personalities are just clashing. She's miserable. I am miserable. Um, a lot of tears, a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, I was in a pretty mentally bad place and then my friend died <laughs> and then, you know, and so like, I would say, yeah, just last summer, just last summer. Was last pretty, summer. Uh huh. But you know, um, we did what needed to be done. We talked, um, we parted ways. She's a lot happier now in a position that matches, like is in alignment with what her personality. Her is. Yep. Yep. And then we did get two amazing people. So we got two. We got two. So I had to wait a long time. It felt like a long time. Actually, that was a course of two years. No, it's 2022. No, it was a course of a year. It seemed like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a year and a half, we got one, lost one, but then got two great ones. So it was okay. worth it. So it was worth it. It was worth it, but it was it was bad. Yeah, I know. And it's it's getting harder and harder to hire associates or find really good associates too in general. I mean, mm-hmm. like a lot of jobs out there, there's a lot of demand. And I can't say that the chiropractic, the, the chiropractic student population is any more evolved than it has been in the years. I don't know. I have yeah. no sense around that. Yeah. So it's, it's tough for doctors who want to, uh, to, to are, who are ready to hire. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I talk to parents all the time that are looking, trying to find, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, it's hard. So I'm curious, um, does Lauren still have self-doubt on daily basis? I know the answer to this on weekly basis. And had you <laughs> had this conversation when we were talking at mile high, somebody asked the question and I was like, yeah, it ends. No, it doesn't. It's oh. an ongoing game. So, so what does that look like? How do you overcome the self-doubt? How do you, what are some things that come up for you on daily or weekly basis and how do you overcome them? You know, I would say there is self-doubt around all things that can be compared. 
So in my life, if you can put a number on it, I, so I am very competitive. Um, as I age, I've matured, but like competition is one of my top strengths. Like I did strength finder and it's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. And so it's become a lot more mature where I realize I'm a lot, I don't want to see other people lose. I want to win. And I also just like the game of competition. So like, you know, as a, as a kid or a teenager, I might be a poor loser. Now I, if I like, like if we're playing a game, I will get competitive, but like when it's over, if I lost, I'm like, cool. All right. Well, on to the next thing. Like, it's not like it actually affects me. I just like feeling competition. Um, but in day to day, it shows up with the scale and whether the number on the scale is what I think it should be. It shows up when I show up on social media. Okay, two new followers overnight. Like, why is it taking so much longer to grow? How come so-and-so like is growing faster than me? Like, okay, how's this podcast, most recent podcast performing? Okay, it's better than most episodes, worse than most episodes, the same as most episodes. How many Patreons came in? How many people are on my schedule? Why is it down? Why is it not? Like, it's the best day ever. It's the worst day ever. Um, anywhere, what's my PVA? What's our new patients for the week? How many employees do we have? And it's all this like fake comparison to everybody else's best, right? So like, I don't look and go like, yeah, the scale's not where I want it to be, but I get a regular period. And I've been told that that's a really healthy thing. I poop every day and I get a regular period every month. And I think those are two really important things that are aspects that like, and I can run three to five miles pretty easily. I, you know, can, I'm pretty strong. I don't have shoulder issues, knock on wood. Like I don't, none of that matters. It just matters that that number on the scale isn't what I think it should be, you know? And so like, that's that's where the self-doubt always comes up is just am i doing enough am i being enough enough and then how do you overcome that <sighs> daily yeah. i mean there is no over process is your tools are there things? i'm aware of it i'm definitely yes. aware of like the fact that okay, this is what you're doing. Those thoughts are not helpful. Um, sometimes talking to people like you, I would love to say talking to Kirby's helpful. Um, but he loves me uncontrollably. And so like, he's like, I think you're gorgeous. And I'm like, of course you think I'm gorgeous. You married me. So like, you don't count. You don't count. (laughs) Um, you know, Kirby is very grounded. He's very, spiritual he is very healthy like he is a healthy human and so like when he's like Lauren like what do you know yeah I'm like so healthy and grounded and spiritual what do you know exactly I'm like you don't count you don't count um so like talking to friends who like checking in with some of my Cairo friends 
who I'm like, how are you? And like knowing that they're struggling. And I'm like, I think you're doing amazing. Look at all this money you're making with your coaching business. I feel like an idiot because I, and they're like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? I'm jealous of you. You're getting asked to speak on stages and have a brand. I would kill for the brand that you have. And I'm like, huh? So we're all just unhappy and comparing ourselves. Fantastic. Like that. Honestly, that is what I'm, um, I'm pragmatic. I'm very like, I'm not an optimist. I wouldn't say I'm a pessimist, but like, if it's going to go somewhere, if I have to pick one or the other, I'm I'm a realist. Um, And so one of the things that helps me the most is just like straight up logical thinking of like, when I see someone who like for a second ago, I thought had it all. And then I'm like, wait, you're on Xanax? You deal Uh with anxiety? Well, shit, why am I chasing you then? Like, it's stuff like that. And and I'm not happy for them that they're on Xanax. Like, it's not like, oh, good. It's just kind of that reality check of like, who who the hell am I comparing myself to? Like, what it's those things are what shake me out of it the most. Yeah. The reality does. Reality shapes yeah. you out of it. Like once you know the real raw truth. And that's, yeah. that's exactly why I was like secret lives of freaking chiropractors. Cause mm-hmm. I want to know about the struggles of Lauren. I want to know about the struggles of Billy DeMoss because, and everybody in between, because that is the piece that makes us human. Like mm-hmm. forget chiropractic for a second, but the piece that makes us human and connects us is all of those emotions that we share, the struggles yeah. that we share. And yeah. To be negative is actually like, that's a, you're kind of born with it or you have a gene for it. Because if you think caveman days, like you didn't wake up and was like, oh, it's you walk out of the cave and you're like, it's a beautiful day and the sun is shining and whatever. No, you're like, where's the, where's the snake? Is there going to be thunderstorm, you know? Yeah. Or if you went hunting, you make the tiniest mistake, you get killed. Right. Or you go pick the wrong berries, you like kill your entire family. So right. <laughs> you're kind of designed to look for negativity or look for things that are, you know, wrong, if you would. And I think that what you mentioned, what you brought up with regards to just awareness mm-hmm. around it is is really the most important piece of it. So yeah, it's de- that is definitely like I can see when I'm I can see and observe myself. Um, very well. I would say that that is one of my like superpowers is being very self-aware. That doesn't necessarily mean I have self-control, but I can go like, okay, you're feeling a lot of these emotions. Here's why. Doesn't always help the emotions, but at least, you know, you know, at least you know why you're, or at least, you know, you're having them. Right. Yeah. Which honestly, a lot of people don't have that awareness. I think no. that's literally step one in having any kind of change is, is having awareness and really knowing the direction. Absolutely. So now if you were learning everything you have learned, including that grace is not a person, <laughs> totally kidding, but everything <laughs> you've learned in your 30 some years on planet earth what would be the advice you would give to the younger chiropractor version of yourself or the younger entrepreneur version of yourself? What advice would you give that, that person? I mean, I don't know if I would receive it. Um, 
but I would say, cause I'm still trying to like take this, but like, it's not personal. Mm. Not personal would be like probably one of the biggest things that's like, Hey, they didn't do that because they hate you or hate chiropractic. Like this isn't personal. People are truly just living their life and making decisions that are best for them. And like, I struggle with a lot of like ethnocentrism or egocentrism or whatever centrism. I am the center, you know, of everything. And so early on, it was very difficult to, when you are the center of everybody's world, everything they do is against you or for you. Um, and so that, that realization of like, you know, I've spent hours being like, oh my gosh, my best friend is so mad at me. I can't believe like, and like I've lost, I'm sure I've lost minutes or hours from my life from anxiety. Mm. Well, again, you know, at the end being like, oh, oh, it was, it had nothing to do with me. You just, yeah. your phone died. Oh shit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Or it was a fight and then it, we got through it and we both went on with our lives. Yeah, like yeah. that, that wisdom thing of, you know, I was, when I was at mile high, I was talking to um, Dr. Mo and we were talking a little bit about how much work the, uh, the Gen Z wants to do mm-hmm. and they want to do it now. Mm-hmm. They want to resolve it now so they can move on with their life. Like you and I were on a panel and got asked the question where it's just like, you know, and I forgot how Mo put it because she did it so beautifully and so eloquently, but it was just like, they're basically, they don't have the tools of wisdom mm-hmm. to do some of this deep work that needs to be done, Yeah, like, but they're trying to. And so they cycle. And it's just like, you know, so I don't know if Sometimes I would Sometimes the tools of wisdom come from really shitty situations. Like, like getting shit-faced at a party. Like, get it, you know, parting your ass off when you are in college. Like, yep. you know, and just also, like and humility and like learning. Humility, you know, divorce and loss. Living, like living actual mm-hmm. life with struggle. That's where wisdom comes from having another human being that you have to take care of and wipe their ass and like, you know, and not that somebody who doesn't have kids can't come to it, but I will say being a parent really expedited the process of Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't have, I don't have all the time to focus on my trauma but I want to figure it out so I don't create, so I minimize how much trauma I'm doing to this child. Yeah. My trauma didn't become about me. It came, became about minimizing the next, my child's trauma of like, yeah. okay, so this happened to me and not necessarily being able to dwell in it and just being like, okay, so that means I'm going to parent this way. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They'll totally go to therapy too. I yeah. guarantee you because it's going to be because I'm a workaholic and like, they're going to feel like they were. And that you're missing the mom, Jane. And most importantly, you didn't know who Grace was. I mean, (laughs) what kind of a mom? (laughs) That's funny. I do think that the most important work I have ever done, I actually wrote a piece about this. It has been the, cause I, I was, I've been this person of like you, I want to help people. I had uh, my brother died when 
he was, was, I was two and a half years old. So he was born. And then shortly after he passed away. So my mom was really upset. So I'm trying to help my mom make my mom feel better. Kind of like what you went through a divorce, trying mm-hmm. to fix my mom. And then I became the fixer along the way. Where was I going with that? The most important work being the fixer, the healer, the, the person who wants to help everybody else. I realized over the past few years, actually, most important work has been the work that I would do on my own to shift the next generation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the ripple effect, it mm-hmm. did. It was less about everybody else. I'm not saying I don't want to change the community or the world anymore. I do. I want to make major impact, which is a huge part of what I do. But the most impact I have made came from giving a home birth when my mom was terrified, when my grandparents would have like, you know, just in their in their graves if they knew that I was doing that. So I think you have a great point on that. Now, shifting gears real quick, I'm going to ask you some really fast questions. Okay. okay. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I know you like this. Um, did you have a nickname when you were a child and what was it? Um, Lauren is really hard to be a nickname. So no, but my dad called me Butt. Bun? Button. Button. Like button. Oh, that's yep. cute. Love that. Um, what kind of car do you drive? A BMW X6. And it looks like the Batmobile and it's delightful. Ooh, I like it. So is it black? Yeah. Well, it's actually a custom color where it's like navy blue and some black and others. I like that. Okay, beautiful. Uh, what kind of student were you? A, F, B? Definitely an A student. Competitive. Hello. If we can grade it and measure it, I'm looking for it. Um, I wasn't valedictorian, though, because I really like to party. And, like, I really only care enough. Like, and you know what's funny is, like, kind of to tie together my comparative thing of, like, Kirby's trying to help me to realize that, like, I don't... You know, like I want to be thinner, but I'm just like, you know, but I also really like bread and I don't want to wake up at four in the morning to work out. And so like, I'll work as hard as I can to be impressive, but still comfortable. So that's a good place to be. I think I graduated like three, seven, six. And I was like, hell to the yeah, I got a cum laude. That's good. Well, see, you have self-awareness around where you are. There you go. I also like to party. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Um, Now, what is super exciting in Lauren's life right now? What are some projects you're working on? I know you got your podcast. You've got Mm -hmm. some webinars coming up. So many cool things. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. We will drop the links in the show notes just for everybody who's watching or listening to this. So um, you could connect with her through those. But yeah, tell us what's exciting. So I have a couple exciting things. One, I have an Airbnb in Northern Wisconsin on a gorgeous lake that you can rent. (laughs) So that's exciting. Um, Only two hours from Minneapolis. I'll give you the Airbnb listings. You can have that in the show notes. (laughs) Wait, Um, do I get, do I get a, do I get a kickback on this website? Yep. I'll give you a free night. You can come out. Um, we can all oh, we can put together like a women's retreat. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
And then also um, this year we started, She Slays the Day now has a Patreon account. And through the Patreon account, we have three different levels. One level, so you get, you know, it's $3.99 a month. You're basically buying me a, a cup of black coffee. Thank you. I appreciate it. We already have covered that I have a coffee addiction. Um, also with that, get access to the first 50 episodes of the show. So we are on episode like 170 something. And the first 50, which mm, I think your episode might be in the first 50. I think I am. I think the only way to listen to your episode now is to be a three ninety nine. Well or, done, no brainer. I mean, that right there. It's it. worth- <laughs> so then at the mid-level of the Patreon, there's monthly training. So like last training was on measuring your PVA, knowing like where you're where you're losing patients, and then my five-step process to improving it. So each month there's a training there. And then at the top level, the $24.99, there is all of that. And we do a live coaching call, group coaching. So there's that. So the Patreon is definitely where it's at. No brainer. Go sign up. We'll have all the links in here. And then, um, so you have, do you have a webinar coming up? I do. I have a webinar coming up very soon. Um, You can either sign up like below. Um, but it's, you know, I'm a pediatric cash practice, everything. It took me a while to really find my niche within chiropractic. Um, and that's, that's what it is. That's what I know. I know how, like, I do not live in a large population. Our entire County is 50,000 people and it's low socioeconomic and we are a booming cash practice. And so I, that's all of my trainings are around how to, because I used to be in network with insurance how to get out of network with insurance, how to market, how to improve the value, all of that mm-hmm. is so building a pediatric practice. All right. Well, there you go. So she's got, go sign up for her webinar. It's free, right? The webinar itself, webinar is free, open to everybody. And also I will add to this, connect with her on Instagram, follow her on Instagram, go subscribe to her podcast because you're going to get some, some gems uh, along the way. Thank you so much, Lauren, for giving me your time. And I know you had to like escape your lake house to be in the car to, take, to do this yeah. episode. <laughs> Everything make it pretty. <laughs> nothing else like this. The Grace story. Oh my gosh, my favorite <laughs> thing in the world right now. So you're gonna be at a funeral and like start chuckling and go, "I gotta tell you a story about my friend. She thought this was about a person." <laughs> 33 years old. It took me 33 years wow. to figure that shit out. That's, that's incredible. That's going to be the teaser for this episode. So thank you so much. Super excited um, for everybody to also have gotten to get to know you again, go reach out to Lauren. She's not intimidating. She won't, she won't buy it or anything. Connect with her on, on social media as well. And thank you for watching and listening secret lives of chiropractors and make sure to subscribe and share and like and comment on all the things. And we'll see you at the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.
elevate.me and elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.